Sage and Jessica, this is your 30-minute call. Once again, Sage and Jessica, this is your 30-minute call. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Thank You Five, the podcast. We are here talking about all things on and off stage. My name is Sage, and as always, I have a bit my lovely co-host with me. It's Jess. Hello, everybody. <laughs> hey, that was less awkward than, la- than the past couple of times I've been. You know, I'm like, you know, getting over my fear of stage fright from in front of my laptop. Um, and so it's going well. It's like a mix between... Stage yeah. fright and sage fright. I am currently afraid of sage, so I think <laughs> that is very effective. Yeah. Um, I'm just the comedic relief here in this podcast. Sage is not funny, as we very well know, so I have to do most of the work here. Well, that's funny. That's why we. That's why we say that stuff at the end because I. I was like, it would be weird if I said stay inspired and you said keep laughing because that's too on the nose. So let's yeah, we have it. to switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> laughs and awkward it's fine it's fine it's fine anyway anyway this is our um uh, uh part of our uh, a to z series where we yeah, each it. choose uh a, like a character not a character uh, a person i guess person <laughs> in the industry maybe we should do a character one time who knows um but Wait, we'll that'd each be do fun. A, that would be a fun i'm super into that um mm-hmm. But we each either choose. Uh, this week you have a person, right, Jess? So you're you're I, choosing. I sure hope so. That's what I took notes on. <laughs> so I you did have, have a to person. Think about last time, so yes, I have a person. I love it. So you have a person in the industry, entertainment, or Broadway, or whatever it is. And then I I'm uh-huh. going to talk about uh, a show where that's one of my favorites, but it's also um, I think kind of a trailblazer in its own way. Um, mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to check in with your girl. What's going on? Um, great question. Um, I've been working a lot um, at two different gigs, actually, kind of. My, my full-time gig, and then I got some freelance work, which is really exciting. Um, we'll talk about that later. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that, and this weekend's actually my birthday weekend. So I'm hyped. <laughs> what are you I don't know what I'm do doing. Oh, oh, dang no, it. Because I know <laughs> because we were going to go just like thinking about the theme parks, but I know Universal is now like team members can go in, but my friend is like ha- spending my birthday with me and she can't go in because the like p- the passes are blocked out because they're doing all that Halloween Horror Nights, Taste of Horror Nights thing, which we will talk right. about. Um, so that's blocked out. And then Disney, we like can't get in either for some reason so i'm like i don't know what we're doing but we'll do something yeah. fun so well also we'll i don't know like right now i don't know if you've seen this but like all the mm-hmm. parks are are they're actually crowded now like yeah. especially on the weekends the weekdays are great but the but the right. week I, i've seen the weekends are they're like they actually look like oh okay that's that's, that's a, a regular cool. day in the in the pre-covid right i'm like mm, yeah not a not a you're, you're not wrong. And so I've been trying to like, bring, if you have any ideas, let me know. I'm trying to brainstorm ideas of like what to do. I think we're doing like the Orlando Eye um, and that whole like thing one of the days. Um, so we'll see, but we'll see. It, Orlando Staycation. I fun. think will be su- a super fun vlog, like vlog for you to do. Okay. Um, right. And like, and you can base it on your birthday is you're going to yeah. do like, um, I'm, 
like uh, what is it like i don't know like like c or d rated like things in orlando for your birthday so like again again this is this is no disrespect but i mean i'm like i'm talking about like the level of like, you're, like let's say a, disney is disney a. universal or a I'm yeah saying, like, yeah disney's a right right but then like let, go to go to the csi experience uh on that? iDrive. <laughs> exactly the that's the thing <laughs> Go to the Titanic uh, Experience Museum. You know, I wanted to check that out. Actually, go to go to go to WonderWorks, which is like this a weird fun house. And we, I like WonderWorks. We get, I think we get in for free. If I, oh no, that's Ripley's. Just kidding. Yeah, but again, like like <laughs> do like a whole bunch of like C or D things for your birthday, like super like subpar things that you guys will make fun. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like a lot of fun, and I might look into that. <laughs> What are boom. you doing, You're Sage? I know. Again, boom. We talked about that. He sent me a text message that said boom. And I said, does that mean you're ready or does that mean there's a thunderstorm? And he said, it means sounds good and that there is a thunderstorm. <laughs> you know, I just want to want to make sure we're, we're clear. We got to be right. on the same page here. What, right, what are you it. doing this week? What's what's in your life? Well, um, besides being I, stressed out about <laughs> projects, <laughs> no, 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 I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not stressed. I'm, I'm, I'm Good. happy that projects are happening. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, uh, I went to a, uh, a COVID wedding, uh, which is not at all entertainment really? related. And I always want to like talk about those things, but yeah, but I went to a COVID wedding, which was very strange. Um, because like, you know, they like, I and put you in tables that like you feel like like they're like hey have you been with this person during quarantine at all and some people are like yes we were like no and then like the seating charts are weird so like you you've ha you had to have been with them at some point during the during the pandemic in order to like sit with them in order for you to take off your mask and and like in order for you to be on the dance oh, floor wow. you had to wear your mask but like there were these little squares that you like had to dance like is very interesting it's very um, wow. Yeah, it was very strange and like dystopian uh, a little bit. <laughs> the ideas of that, like it's a wedding and it should be normal. Yeah, it's so strange. And I was like, I feel bad for anybody who is actually like planning a wedding during this time. I just like, I, I just can't. I just can't. But uh, but Thank it was. You know, God, it was a... I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was an interesting experience. And again, I'm you know, mad props for people who. Um, who decided to get married, but they decided to do it in a safe way. So uh, good for you guys. Uh, and, or you could just wait until next, next October and do it then. Cause that's fine. Or actually, you know what? Don't don't, because I have a wedding band and that's, I need money. So <laughs> do that instead. <laughs> just, just, just hire me is what he's saying, guys. Hi, 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 hire me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that was, that's what happened this weekend, but uh, let's get on with um, the letter D. Okay, so our letter this month for the our A to Z series. Um, by the way, Jessica, you know if we actually, if if we, if we get through D, we have to do twenty six months of this podcast, or if, to get to Z, we actually have to do twenty six months of this podcast. Yeah. So everybody listening, if you know anyone who wants to sponsor us, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a really big fan of Ben and Jerry's, and I heard Hello Fresh sounds fun. So. <laughs> So our letter uh, this month was D and yes. I'm choosing the show and I chose this show and I was going between two shows. 
Mm-hmm. And the first show I was like, I feel like Jess would already know this one and it's super up her alley. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that one. Oh, can um, I guess what that one was? Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I only have one and you probably didn't pick it because you don't know it. <laughs> it uh, and I and I also I also saw Daddy Longlegs and I was like, should I do that one? But I don't. But you already know it. You already know it. So I and I know it better than you. So I don't. <laughs> exactly. What, what was, what, what's, what's the one in your head that you were gonna choose? It was Daddy Longlegs. <laughs> oh, I was okay. like, wait, let okay, me guess, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, and then I thought about it. I'm like, wait, no, I can't think of any other D show names. To be honest, I'm gonna hate myself when no. you tell me. Well, I thought you were. I thought <clears throat> I was gonna choose Drowsy Chaperone because I feel like you kind uh, of know that, right? I um, I know the song Show Off, and that's about it. <laughs> Right, right, right. But a, I got, that makes sense. But I figured I'd do like an older one, a little classic. To that's okay. definitely a, tra- a trailblazer and one of my favorite ones. A show that I will never, ever, ever be in, unless I'm okay. in the ensemble. Uh, okay. um, but it is Dream Girls. Ladies and gentlemen, the Crystal Room is proud to present the club debut. So anyway, so uh, Dream Girls, Dream Girls is uh, love to you know to get it out there. Dream Girls is a Broadway musical. Just what? in case you guys didn't know, I know, crazy, right? <laughs> uh, music by Henry uh, Krieger and lyrics and book by Tom Evan. Based on the show business aspirations and success of R and B acts such as The Supremes, uh, James Brown, Jackie Wilson, and others, the music follows the story of a young female singing trio from Chicago, Illinois, called The Dreams, who become music superstars. Now, Dreamgirls was not always Dreamgirls. It actually first started off as a musical vehicle for someone uh, named Neil Carter. Do you know who Neil Carter is? I don't. Okay, Neil Carter was mostly Teach known for her, <laughs> yes. Neil Carter was mostly known for her like TV work, but uh, but mostly okay. performance in a musical called Ain't Misbehaving. Okay. Yep. You know. Okay. Got it. Great. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> it was it was a musical vehicle for uh, Neil, uh, uh, sorry, not Neil Carter, Nell Carter about mm-hmm. black backup singers, which was original, which was originally called One Night Only. Anyway, okay. so uh, later the show One Night Only was given the working title of Project Number Nine. I don't know why, but there, it's a mm-hmm. title. We're living for it. Nell Carter okay. decided to do some soap opera stuff. So literally the whole project was canceled. They're like, all right, I guess we're not going to do it anymore. Imagine mm-hmm. a world without dream girls. Imagine it. I can't. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, but a year later, it caught the eye of uh, director Michael Bennett. Do you know who, who that is? He is also a choreographer, correct? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Good job. That's all I, that's all I got. Do, I can't. Tell do you know? Do you know what what he, what he uh what he did? What show he did? Like the, the big thing that he was known for? Dream Girls. <laughs> Before Dream Girls. <laughs> oh wait, was it Chorus Line? It was. Oh thank God, Jim Brown, my theater <laughs> history teacher. You're welcome. Good job. Good oh. job. Anyway, he 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 caught one of the project and he really liked it. So uh, that he he brought it back and uh, he wanted to kind of revamp the project. Uh, now, because Nell Carter wasn't involved, they had to get a new leading lady, aka Effie White. You you know who Effie White is, right? No, I don't. Think she I sings. Do. She sings. And I'm telling you, I'm not going. It's the character. Oh, name. okay, okay, okay. Uh, anyway, so they brought in the one and only Jennifer Holiday. She okay. is a force. My God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've heard you've you've heard the original version, right? Not just Jennifer Hudson. You know, I'm sure I have, but I couldn't like pinpoint any differences to you. If that makes sense. 
Oh, okay. Then you haven't. You, you would, I used you, to love that song. You would hear it. You'd hear like, uh, like ah, and <laughs> like on all these like crazy <laughs> noises that she makes. So you, you trust me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they brought in the one and only Jennifer Holiday, and mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, but she only did one workshop because she didn't like her character's arc. Get this: in the original mm-hmm. workshop, the uh, Effie died at the end of Act One. She just died, and so she was like, "I don't want to do Why? this." <laughs> She's like, know. I'm not dying in the first act. I need to live till the second. Right. So then they did, I think, uh, a couple more workshops after that. And the person who came in as Effie White was Jennifer Lewis. Do you know who that is? I do not. Well, she's an actress and comedian, uh, but for uh, but for those of you Disney fans and younger peeps out there, she's the voice of Mama Odie from A Princess and the Frog. Oh, okay, I know her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, after coming back and forth a couple of times, Jennifer Holiday returned to this show that is now called Dream Girls. Uh, now, this show was like a, a literal trailblazer and talked about issues that hadn't been talked about in musical theater before, like gender and racial is- issues are represented in Dream Girls, being you know a black cast musical with three female lead roles, uh, being set in the 1960s. Uh, the black power movement was influential on the storyline, uh, with black artists starting to see it in the music industry, and black music be- uh, becoming accessible to all audiences, which is a representation of racial boundaries being broken down. Uh, and then now the story is based on three women, like I said, working their way up in the music industry to achieve their dreams while the most powerful people in the industry are men so, and, and in the end the women stand up Ooh. for the right <laughs> oh jesus uh no <laughs> and in the end the women stand up for their rights and become influential figures so <clears throat> yes. anyway. yeah <laughs> boo boys stock girls rule boys are the worst. <laughs> uh so here we go dream girls premiered on broadway at the imperial theater on december 20th 1981 and here is, is their story. Was, I didn't realize it was that old. Oh, yes, girl. It's 1981. Okay. okay. Um, and here is their story. Buckle in, kids. And I tried to... My seatbelt is buckled. I tried to I tried to make it shorter and easier because I, I'm not going to sit here for hours. Um, but yeah. it basically, <laughs> Act 1 it's Act One is 1960s. Act 2 is 1970s. Anyway, Act 1. Okay. Uh, the Dreamettes, a hopeful black girl group from Chicago, enter like this famous amateur talent night at the Apollo Theater. Um, now, the group is composed of, uh, of a full-figured lead, Effie White, full-figured, okay. mm-hmm. and uh, best friends, Dina Jones, uh, and uh, sorry, Dina and Laurel. Uh, no, no, not Laurel. Sorry, Laurel. Dina and Laurel. Now, for the okay. contest, the Dreams uh, sing uh, a song written by Effie's brother, Cece, uh, but unfortunately, they lose the talent show. But backstage, the girls and CC Effie's brother meet Curtis Taylor Jr., a car salesman who be- who wants to become the Dreamettes manager. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So, uh, said, yeah. <laughs> yes. So uh, Curtis ba- uh, Curtis basically convinces James Thunder Early, who is a popular R and B star, uh, uh, to hire the Dreamettes as backup singers. And they're, they're a hit together. But Curtis thinks they could all be bigger uh, because he's a car salesman. You know, he's like, well, this could be better. So uh, Curtis convinces uh, Jimmy Thunder Early uh, that they sh- and, his, and his managers that they should venture beyond traditional rhythm and blues and soul audiences and aim for a pop market, which is predominantly a white at that time. So CC Effie's brother, creates a song called Cadillac Car that kind of climbs its way up to the charts. They go on tour. It's a huge hit. But a cover version by white pop singers Dave and the Sweethearts steals mm-hmm. the originals, uh, the original recordings, uh, Thunder. So obviously they stole it, and, you know, and that 
really made them angry. So uh, at that time, Curtis, uh, Cece, Effie's brother, uh, um, and Jimmy's producer, all these people, they resort to payola. You know what that is? I don't think I do. So payola in the music industry is the illegal practice of payment commercial radio, which means uh, like in which the song is presented as being part of the normal day's broadcast without, without announcing there's been consideration paid in cash or anything like that. It's basically like you're paying them off to be like, yeah, this song is amazing. Let's check it out. But you're, you're basically bribing them to play these songs. Got you. Okay. Okay. So that's illegal. That is illegal, or I guess I guess maybe Good it was at the know. time. Uh, I I don't gotcha. know how now what it is, but at least it was at the time. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so they they resort to that bribing disc jockeys across the nation to play Jimmy uh, Jimmy Thunder early and the Dreamettes next single. Now, as a result, the, the record uh, becomes a major pop hit, but even more conflict. Wait, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Shut Thunder away. early. Shuts way. Uh, Jimmy Thunder early starts uh, dating. Or first of all, Jimmy's married. You never see. You never meet the the wife. I don't think. Uh, but Jimmy Thunder early, who's a married man, starts dating Laurel, and Curtis starts dating Effie. Mm -hmm. um so anyway so curtis begins to go even further with the group like trying to rebrand jimmy thunder early as like an easy listening aka easier for white people to grasp um and and then really push the the dream at certain but now they're being called the dreams because they're you know classier even so far as to making dina uh the lead singer and knocking down effie to like a background singer and uh and which obviously effie does not enjoy and it gets kind of strange because curtis really believes dina's going to be like a star and it's just, uh -huh. it's strange so uh the dreams start to get very successful and hit singles and dina is increasingly feeded as a star and effie becomes temper so yeah because of that effie becomes temperamental and unpredictable and she like I mean, it's same <laughs> right right i mean she suspects curtis Curtis and Dina are like, are like having an affair. She gets paranoid, all this kind of stuff. Oh my um, gosh. So now the group is known as, because of Dina, now the group is known as Dina Jones and the Dreams. So now uh -oh. Effie is even further in the back. Uh, and so, right, anyway, so here's like the climax of it and at the end of Act One. They're getting ready for Vegas, for the Vegas premiere where Curtis learns from the others that Effie has been missing shows because of illness. Uh, and that illness is, it's later revealed that she was pregnant with Curtis's child. Um, <gasps> I know, crazy, right? Kurt, Curtis, and, <laughs> Curtis, and Dina um, are convinced that she's trying to sabotage the act because she's in the background now. So what mm -hmm. happens is, it's Curtis replaces Effie with a new singer, which Effie learns before anyone has the chance to tell her she's been replaced. So she gets pissed off, oh. and Ellie basically confronts Curtis, CC, and the group. And despite her personal appeal to Curtis, and I am telling you, uh, ah! the heart. Sing girl, the heartbroken Effie yeah. is left behind as Dina Jones and the dreams uh, forge ahead without her. Oh, sad face. Um, and then act two, uh, act two is the, it takes place in the 1970s and mm -hmm. like stardom, just pure stardom. Uh, Dina mm -hmm. Jones and the dreams have become the most successful girl group in the country. Dina has now married Curtis. Uh, oh. And Jimmy Thunder early has gone without a hit. You know, he was the popular one. Now he's now he's nothing. Um, but Effie is back in Chicago, a single mother to her daughter, struggling to get another break. You know, and Effie knows that she has to give up her diva behaviors. When she does, Effie is going to be able to make a business, uh, a show business comeback. And she sings this like, I, I am changing song. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, so, so I think I've actually heard that one too. 
that one's great. Um, mm -hmm. So, now, but everything is changing as Curtis as, as he's just too controlling. Dina wants to be an actress. Curtis is like, no. Uh, he keeps changing Cece's Effie Brothers uh, arrangements, you know, to fit a uh, new sound. Curtis thinks will work. Jimmy and Jimmy just wants to sing some funk. It's all under a mess under Curtis's control. Anyway, mm -hmm. Dina uh, Dina Jones and the Dreams and Jimmy Early perform at this like National Democratic fundraiser. Uh, Laurel and can't take hiding uh hiding around behind or sneaking around behind jimmy's thunder early's wife anymore she doesn't so she breaks it off with him but it's still time to go on stage so he goes into this like sad song on stage and then he decides he can't take it anymore he goes into this like weird mental breakdown and just begins to like rap and people are like what's happening uh like and like he has this weird mental break like at the end he like Tate rips off his pants and it's like weird. And then okay. uh basically basically just because he's just in, he has an ego and is anyway, um uh Curtis is just embarrassed embarrassed beyond belief and just fires Jimmy and the heartbroken Jimmy fades into uh, fades into a, a obscurity, refusing to beg for Curtis's help because he's just too proud. Um Anyway, Ooh, I finally, love that line fades into obscurity. Ooh. Oh, oh, that gets you right That's here, good. right? That's I was Ooh. like, wow, I'd never want that to happen. All right. <laughs> right. So anyway, so CC goes to reconcile, uh, reconcile with uh, Effie uh, at her, uh, her brother at a, uh, at a recording studio. And mm -hmm. CC apologizes for her role in the handicapping of her career. Effie records CC's <laughs> uh one night only and its original ballad format, which again, Curtis is trying to make all weird and disco. So she does like the beautiful ballad thing. Uh, and so one night only <laughs> starts to, you know, climb the charts. It, it causing a huge, like enraged Curtis, not only mm -hmm. to rush release Dina and the dreams version, but to use mouse massive amounts of payola. Um, oh, I know what that means now. Now you do uh, hey. to push Dina's uh, version up the charts and Effie's version down. Uh, basically, uh, they find out what's happening. They literally, they're like, Curtis is doing what? And it's this whole thing. Uh, as Curtis, so Curtis is like, all right, just don't, don't rat me out. Uh, Curtis makes arrangements with Effie's lawyer to reverse his wrongdoings. Uh, and Effie and Dina uh, re uh, reconcile. Dina learns that Effie's daughter, <laughs> daughter is Curtis's child. You now realizing oh. what kind of man Curtis really is, Dina uh, finally mm -hmm. finds the courage to leave him and live mm -hmm. her own life. Good uh, Exactly. Effie's one and only becomes a number one hit as the dreams uh, break up so that Dina can pursue her movie career. Mm -hmm. uh, and for the final number of the dreams farewell concert, Effie rejoins the group on stage and all four dreams sing their signature one last time. It went on to win six Tony Awards and closed on August 11th, 1985, after 1,521 performances. But as we all know, that's not the end for Dreamgirls, nor should it ever be. All right, your turn. All right, so I have Sage did not tell me what show he was doing, hence why I was surprised. Um, and I have not told Sage what person, which person I am covering. Um, so this man, guy, person, oh, boy, okay. boy, person, um, is very famous, and he's also very old, and. It, he is a Disney legend. 
Oh no! Um, Wait. Oh what? Nope. I got. Was also been on Broadway and also had his own TV show. A Disney legend who mm-hmm. has also been on Broadway and also mm-hmm. had his own TV show. You're gonna hate yourself when you figure it out. I oh, promise. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, um, he no. had he had a big um like movie, film, uh, radio show career. Um, that's about all I can give you without totally giving it away. And he's, he's Dutch. Does that help? No, no. Can can you tell me what show he was on on Broadway? Or is Um, is that going to give it away? It's not. He was in Bye Bye Birdie. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, so what's his name? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's a jolly holiday. It was Mary. Dick Van Dyke. Like, Dick Van there Dyke. There we go. I was like, it does start with a D. We knew this. <laughs> I, was, I couldn't. Um, but it's it's been a long it's been a long weekend. Sorry. I trust me. I know. I did a glorious night, right as a morning in mine. I feel like I could fly. Dick Van Dyke, Disney legend, as we all know, Broadway legend, and I didn't really know much about him at all. Um. So I picked him to know more about besides, you know, Bert and Mary Poppins. So here is a little bit of his history. Um, oh, Van Dyke was, yeah, me too. Let's go. Um, <laughs> so Van Dyke was born on December 13th, 1925 in West Plains, Missouri to parents Hazel Victoria and Lauren Wayne, also known as Cookie. Um, he was a salesman. Um, he is also... <laughs> just thought i'd put that in the her, his mom was a stenographer but i didn't put that in because i have no idea what that is a, a stenographer um you may oh yeah there's no r in there yeah what's a stenographer mm-hmm. stenographer is someone who types for a living so like oh. hey pick, pick this down for me and they will type or things like that Okay, so she was a stenographer, a typer, and Cookie, his father, was a salesman. Um, He also has an older brother named Jerry Van Dyke, who is also an actor. Um, Van Dyke is a Dutch surname, fun fact, Um, although he has traces to, um, he's also English, Irish, and Scottish as well. And his family line, fun fact, traces back to the Mayflower passenger, John Alden. So, yeah. Um, So in high school or not in high school, Van Dyke left high school in 1944, um, which was a senior year, um, intending to join the United States Army Air Forces for pilot training during World War II. Um, He was actually denied enlistment several times for being underweight, um, but he was eventually accepted for service as a radio announcer before transferring to the special services and entertaining troops in the continental United States. He actually received his high school diploma in 2004 at the age of 78. Oh, wow. That's cool. Never finished it um, or never finished high school. So during the late 1940s, Van Dyke was a radio DJ in Danville, in Illinois. In 1947, he um, decided to pursue pantomime um, or he was persuaded. I'm sorry. He was persuaded by a pantomime performer named Phil Erickson to form a comedy duo with him called Eric and Van, the Merry Mutes. Uh, the team toured the West Coast nightclub circuit, performing a mime act and a lip and lip syncing to old 78 records, which is for the kids um, before the MP3. Because um, right everybody, stage. everybody loves a mime. Oh, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> No, because I was just saying, because everybody loves a mime. That makes that makes sense though, because of his um his just like his physical style. 
his, his physical uh, comedy. Yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Absolutely. Um, they ended up bringing their act to Atlanta, Georgia in the early 1950s and performed a local television show um, featuring original skits and music called The Merry Mutes. Um, in November of 1959, Van Dyke made his Broadway debut in The Girls Against the Boys, which I have no idea what that is. I think it's a play. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, I, think he then played- I think it was a sport. It was just where girls and girls against boys just like go at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like soccer, but sexist. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. This is the fifties. We are very um, traditional up in these times. So that's right. <laughs> um, he then went on to play the lead role of Albert Peterson in Bye Bye Birdie, which ran from April 14th, 1960 to October 7th, 1961. It actually had mm-hmm. a much shorter run than I thought. Um, in It was in a May 2011 interview with Rachel Ray, the chef um that van dyke said that when he auditioned for a smaller part in the show he had no experience as a dancer and that after he sang his audition song he did an impromptu soft shoe out of sheer nervousness which like relatable i guess um the director of the show gower champion um and the choreographer were watching and they went up to him on the stage to inform van dyke that he had the lead an astonished van dyke protested that he could not dance to which Champion replied, we'll teach you, which I wish that still happened because I could have used that many times. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't worry. We're going to teach you. Oh, great. Okay. Um, That musical. Yeah, right. I'm like, that's how I'm going to get into chorus line. They're like, oh, don't worry about dancing. We'll teach you how to do it. Um, so the musical then went on to win four Tony Awards, including Van Dyke's Best Featured Actor Tony in 1961. In 1980, Van Dyke went on to appear as a title role in the first Broadway revival of The Music Man, which I did not know that he played that role. I did so, not know either. Fact. Yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I actually really like music. Well, that's a lie. I, I like Music Man. I don't really like Music Man. Anyways, continue. Shade. Shade. <laughs> shade. I still have a little Beetlejuice uh, anger in me, but it's okay. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so there was lots of history of Van Dyke in TV. Um, there was a lot that I just I couldn't list at all, but he did a lot in TV. Um, he began his film career by playing the role of Albert J. Peterson in the film version of Bye Bye Birdie. Um, and that same year, Van Dyke was cast in two different roles. Um, he was cast as the chimney suite, but, um, and as a bank chairman, Mr. Dawes Sr. in Walt Disney's Mary Poppins. So he played both of those roles um, in 1964. Um, it was said that, um, Van Dyke's attempt at a Cockney accent has been leave, um, lambasted is the word, or I guess labeled. I don't know. This was it a was, word I copied. People, sorry. people hate, people hated it. Pe- no, people sure. really did not like it. They did really yeah. didn't like it. Um, and had in quotes lambasted as one of the worst accents in film history, um, and has been cited by actors since as an example of how not to sound. According to Van Dyke, his accent coach was Irish, who didn't do an accent any better than I did, in quotes, um, and that no one alerted him as to how bad it was during the production. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I, what's what's cool about it, though, is like, I mean, mm-hmm. he may have been criticized for it at the time, but now because it's one, Mary Poppins is such a staple, and so yeah. is he, like, when anybody plays Bert, they don't do a Cockney accent. They do, do what he does. They do a Dick Van Dyke Cockney accent. So like, <laughs> it's that's kind of cool. I like it. I think it's I think it's funny. Um, but yeah, I I honestly didn't. 
I haven't watched it in so long where I yeah. don't think I noticed a difference when I was five. Um, of course. <laughs> so many of the comedy films Van Dyke starred in throughout the 1960s were relatively unsuccessful at the box office, including um, movies like What a Way to Go with Shirley MacLaine. Um, that was just one of the many. There was quite a few. Um, but he also starred in or starred as Karakakis Pot. Um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. What's the name? Karakakis Pot. Karakakis Pot. <laughs> Have you not seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? In so long, and I wrote in my notes that I probably used to confuse it with Mary Poppins. So I don't know. Karakakis. How do you say it? Honestly, I have not seen it in so long either. Um, but uh, but hold on, I'm I'm looking at it right now. Hold on. Karakakis. Karakakis. That. That looks like yeah, correct, correct, pots, I don't, I honestly, I, I have not <laughs> seen it in so long either, but that's funny. Um, but yeah, so he he used his native accent in this, um, in this movie, which was weird because it was also in an English setting. So I guess he just really didn't want to try at that Cockney <laughs> accent again. Um, and that was in 1968. Chitty Chitty Chitty. Hello, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Um, the musical version by Ian Fleming. Um, which co-starred Sally Ann Howes and featured the same songwriters as Mary Poppins, uh, the Sherman Brothers, and the same choreographers, or maybe, yeah, and the same choreographers, Mark Bro, yes, and Dee Dee Wood. So, oh, and then in my notes I said why they're basically the same, Bert and his other character, because it was the same people. So, that's, look, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of, it's, it's got the same vibe with Mary Poppins. They're both chimney sweeps dancing with brooms. Oh, right? Kind, no. He's an inventor. No. Oh, I just haven't. Oh, well, I've seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. They have brooms and stuff to sweep. Oh. They're chimney sweeps. They're not right? <laughs> are, no, they, these are, are they not? <laughs> Chitty, no, he's Chitty an inventor. Bang Bang is, a, is about chimneys. No, it's about a car that makes a sound. Hi, ho, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, because the car goes, the car flies, and it makes that but sound. Not, goes, duh, duh, there's got to be chimney sweeps in Chitty Chitty Bang it's, Bang. It's not chimney chimney broom broom. It's <laughs> Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. No, that's the title of this episode. It's not chimney. <laughs> and we're moving on. Okay, so he took lots of breaks in acting. Um. He did a few projects in the 70s, um, and then he had a break until doing a few more in the 90s, and then he had another big break. Um, most of these are filled with personal life stuff that we'll get to later, but I just wanted to cover his career real quick. Um, but Van Dyke returned to motion pictures in 2006 with Curious George as Mr. Bloomsbury. I did not know he was in this movie. Um, and as a villain, uh, Cecil Fred Fredericks in the Ben Stiller film Night at the Museum. I did yes. not know he was in this either. Yeah, um, he's he the bad guy. Yeah, who knew? Well, most people except me. Um, so he reprised the role in a cameo for the sequel, Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian, but it was actually cut for the film, except you can find it on the special features of the DVD. He mm. also played the character again in the third film, Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb. Um, in 2018, Van Dyke portrayed Mr. Dawes Jr. in Mary Poppins Returns, which I did not know, which I, I actually have not seen that movie, so I need to get on that, apparently. Well, uh, that's um, the coolest. That's the coolest thing, though, is that he did mm -hmm. it, and he did the original Mary Poppins as that was the dual role that he played was that uh, was the old guy that does the oh, and they they had to dress him up like to pretend like he was old. 
and now because he is old, they didn't really have to dress him up as much. And oh, uh, but that's kind of sad. <laughs> but he did all of his own stunts, and like fa- oh. the fact that he could jump up on this table and jump off. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, okay, cool. Dick, you might you might be ninety, Dick Van Dyke, but you're still more <laughs> at, you're still more physically active than I am. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I do really need to see that. That's on my list. Um, but Van Dyke received a Grammy Award in 1964, along with Julie Andrews, um, for his performance on the soundtrack to Mary Poppins. Uh, this is going to a little bit about his music career. Sorry, I didn't put that as a little header. Um, there's also a dog outside my window. Hello. Uh, so he was also an acapella enthusiast and he sang in a group called Dick Van Dyke and the Fantastics um, since 2000 or since September 2000. Uh, Van Dyke was also made an honorary member of the Barbershop Harmony Society in 1999. I did not know that was a thing that he did, but that's wonderful. That's cool. That's really cool. I know Dick you're Van Dyke could have been a, the acapella. Dick Van Dyke could have been a, a Dapper Dan at Disney World. A Dapper Dan. Um, a Dapper Van. A, a Dapper Van. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this episode is canceled. All right. A dapper Dan, a dapper van, if you will. Uh, He, okay. This is another fun fact. I had no idea about. He um, displayed, wait, where am I? Oh, here it is. I skipped. Van Dyke became a computer animation enthusiast after purchasing a Commodore Amiga in 1991. He is actually credited with the creation of 3d rendered effects used on diagnosis murder and the Dick Van Dyke show revisited. So he like did his graphics for computer anime. Like he does that. Um, Van Dyke also displayed his computer generated imagery work at SIGGRAPH and continues to work with light wave 3d. Like what? I just so out of the blue. I know I'm like, he's very smart, very talented. Um, in 2017, Van Dyke released his first solo album since his 1963's Songs I Like. This album was called Step in or uh, Step Parentheses Back in Time. Oh, Get it? that makes Get me it? sad. I know that makes me like I have like chills of like happy sad. Yeah, yeah it is a happy sad. <laughs> it's it's an it's a nostalgic sad, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Warms your heart, makes you cry. Um, so uh, we're going back a little bit. This is more of his personal life stuff um, about his relationships, just because I couldn't figure out how to fit them in the time. He just had a lot going on in his career. So we put it at the end. But on fe- pe- hello, fe- <laughs> I can't talk today. On February 12, 1948, while appearing at the Chapman Park Hotel on Wilshire Boulevard in Los Angeles, he and the former Marjorie Willette were married on the radio show Bride and Groom. They ended up having four children, Christian, Barry, Stacy, and Carrie Beth. They divorced in 1984 after um, a long separation. Yeah, so they, they divorced. Um, Dick Van Dyke lived with a longtime companion, Michelle Triola Marvin, for more than 30 years until her death in 2009. So I, I think I – did I write that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he – I think he just lived with um, a companion. I guess they weren't, I guess they were just dating. I don't think they like. Yeah, some people, some, after the first time, they don't want to get married again. So I, I, it happens. Just kind of a hangout. Um, and then on February. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it was a hangout. Hey, you want to come hang out with me for the next 20 years? Yeah, let's do I mean, do it. yeah, hang out and I don't know. Okay. On February 29th um, at uh, 2012, at the age of 86, Van Dyke married 40-year-old makeup artist Arlene Silver. They had met six years earlier at the SAG Awards. Oh, okay. So he got married after he had a longtime partner. Yes. Oh, so because maybe- because his longtime partner died. 
Well, no, I know, but it's weird that he had oh. a long time partner, but didn't, but and like didn't want to get married, but then got married the third, the, like the third time. Well, I'm, it had I, been, I, a, it had been a bit. <laughs> Let's see. Well, yeah, because she. We are not discrediting Dick Van Dyke's success. However, I am looking into these dates. Um, on in two thousand nine, his longtime partner died, and then three years later, he got married to a forty-year-old makeup artist. How how long was he with the the the, the longtime partner? Thirty years. Yeah, yeah. There's this something's weird there. Maybe she wasn't like his longtime partner. It just says that longtime companion. Like maybe Ma they just were like great friends. I'll ask um, Dick Van Dyke next time I see him to get a confirmation. Yeah, yeah please, <laughs> yeah. please do. <laughs> but that's it. That's all I got. It was a weird ending. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> that's what we ended with. Oh. <sighs> Why didn't he commit to the second girl, but commit to the third girl? Anyway, well, that's Dick Van Dyke. I, I, I guess I didn't like read the notes well enough to realize it was going to end like that, or that we would go into a discussion about it. Um, here, let me let me go to one of our fun facts. Um, his family line traces back to the Mayflower. That's Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's it uh, he's wonderful and he's done so many good things and we love dick van dyke so yep, that's it <laughs> that's um my uh, i'll say something fun is that um, i love that he spent uh what we maybe we this if you want, but i love that he spent his 90th birthday um at at disneyland they celebrated him and that was that was yes. pretty cool that vi that video is on youtube somewhere but you can check that out because i think i have what, seen that yeah what a great what a great full circle for um dick van dyke and 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 you know his long roles as chimney sweeps in most movies <laughs> apparently i don't know what i'm talking about i could have sworn there was chimney sweeps and shitty shitty bang bang coming to a pretty... theater near you chimney chimney broom broom <laughs> Sage and Jessica, this is your five minute call. Five minutes. Thank, Thank you, five. five. Well, that's our five minute uh, call. Thanks, John. As always, here on Thank You Five the Podcast, we end this puppy by uh, talking about, puppy. you know, you're like, oh, a puppy. I was, it's like a puppy. Like, it's, uh, our, you don't have, our, you're saying the word puppy and you can't be like, here's my puppy. There's, you're just our, teasing our, me our, with the puppy. <laughs> No, if, if if I brought this puppy in here, it would it would literally never leave. Uh, she, oh, you right. you have a you have a horse dog. I forgot. She would take over the podcast. She'd be like, "Hey!" <laughs> but as always, uh, we end uh, this episode talking about you know uh, something that's bringing us joy, whether it's in the entertainment world or not. Uh, but yeah, just a little moments of joy because that's what we're trying to do: spread as much positivity as we can. What's going on with you, Jess? Um, like I mentioned earlier, it's my birthday weekend, um, and I'm just excited to, you know, not work and just kind of like take the weekend off and do things that are fun to me, um, mm -hmm. that are all going to be socially distanced, safe and all of that. There's no worries there. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for, for the, uh, the hope of what is to come for the birthday weekend. What are you doing, Sage? <laughs> I, let, I don't like know what voice I went into. <laughs> for the birthday weekend. For the um, birthday weekend. <laughs> I love it. No, that's awesome. Uh, 
I am, uh, so I'm going to say two things. Okay. Um, one super fun thing is, uh, um, I'm going to say three things because it's been, a, it's been, a, it's, it's, it's a good week. Just real yeah. quick. For, first Do thing it. is I'm getting, uh, 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 I got, I got a new camera. I got a new camera yes. and it's, mm -hmm. and so if you head on over to Sage Starkey TV, the quality mm -hmm. will be exponentially better. My God. Hey. Uh, uh, second thing is I'm being, I, I, I get to shoot, um, uh, be a part of a video shoot for gay days virtually. Um, mm -hmm. Which is so super cool to uh, celebrate, you know, Pride with you know a bunch of you know queens from you know RuPaul's Drag Race and things like that. So that's that's going to be a lot of fun. And really cool. lastly, I want this is kind of an interesting thing, but I don't know if you know this, Jess. There are five weeks in September. I didn't know this. Okay, so I want everybody to know that next week there will not be a podcast or a vodcast. Oh. What? I wait, know. Here, wait, next, really? There's five weeks in September. Next oh week, God. there will not be a podcast or a vodcast, but instead, you know what? There will be a what? fun, I truly don't know. a fun, a fun project with a little music video that Jess and I have been working oh my on. God. Have we been working? On <laughs> so, it, so, 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 if I say it here on the podcast, Jess is going to get it done. What so uh, it's so obviously so our live stream is going to be on September thirtieth as opposed to uh, this upcoming Wednesday. Uh, mm -hmm. Sorry, sorry, this this yeah the next Wednesday, which I I forget what it is, uh, because mm -hmm. there are five weeks and we only have four ep four episodes a month. So, mm -hmm. but instead you're going to get a fun a fun uh, uh, music video that uh, that we talked about a long time ago when I, when we first started doing our um, A to Z series. So this is a fun oh, little gosh. tip off. Yes, but you're going to be great, Jess. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see it either because I got no time this week. You're getting it on a Monday. <laughs> you're getting it next week. <laughs> That's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it next week. It takes me no time at all to edit, to edit this nonsense. But yeah, but it's I can't wait. It's you're going to be. It's going to be amazing. Anyway, yeah. but yes, those those are mine. Sage and Jessica, this is your places call. Places. Have a good show, you two. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Thank You Five, the podcast. As always, we like to promote ourselves at the end just to be like, hey, you can find us here if you want, you know, more information or fun stories. Um, so you can find me um, on Instagram at Jessica Medley, on TikTok at Jessica underscore Medley, and on YouTube at Jess Medley. What's up, Sage? He's currently filming it. That's me trying to smile. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I'm just playing with the camera. I don't know how to work yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Go ahead. <laughs> as always, you can find me at Sage Starkey TV, where we we're coming out with a. Uh, we have this cool thing happening now called Disney Watch Party, where we react and rate to fun different old Disney throwbacks, uh, like Disney shows. Mm -hmm. We just did like Doug Live and something called Captain Eeyore, which I've never seen before in my life. What? It's like a it's like a mix between Captain Eo, but it's about Eeyore. I literally lost my mind. I'm gonna send it to you. You'll have to watch it. Please uh, do. I've never heard of that. Yeah, but check it out. Check it out. Sage Starkey TV on Instagram, Sage underscore Starkey, and on Twitter, Starkey Sage. And if you're curious about our um, like releases, about you know um, different episodes that are coming out, you can check us out on uh, Instagram. Thank you five underscore the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's where it's uh, it's all good over there. 
That's <laughs> so weird. It's so late, guys. We don't normally record this late. I don't know what's happening. Um, he said. But... He said. Yeah, that, that's that's where it's going on over there. <laughs> All right, we're signing off. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to Thank You Five, the podcast. Remember to stay inspired and keep laughing. There we go. Bye, guys. <laughs> yep. Yep. Bye. Because we're going to, that's that's where it happens. Good. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, places. places.